On the evening of Saturday the 22nd of October 2016, a girl sat at her home alone, slightly inebriated, and watching the 2006 remake of Wes Craven's The Hills Have Eyes. At 10.12pm, she drunkenly sent an email to her colleague, and that is where our case begins. These two middle-aged girls from the outskirts of London, England, made the decision to start their own podcast on that fateful night. They created what they thought to be a comedy podcast, in which one of the girls, Fifi, a tenacious blonde vegetarian with a passion for cheese, reviewed a film she had never seen, while her friend and colleague Ferg, a pessimistic brunette pescatarian with a passion for degradation, listened on in awe. Join us on an investigative journey with no detective experience as we review the evidence surrounding these two girls after three long months and delve into the mystery of Fifi and Ferg to ask the difficult questions raised by this case and hopefully to get some answers. Welcome to I Haven't Seen It But. <laughs> Did you enjoy that? <laughs> that was We're a true crime podcast <coughs> We're now, guys. We're a true guys. crime podcast. In case you're wondering what's happening, this yeah. is a true podcast crime podcast now it, yeah. just we're trying to reach that audience yeah trying to identify with them. yeah i know i love it with good monotone intro that's Loved how you it. do it that's how i really want to yeah. introduce myself like i am <laughs> but i couldn't think I of anyone appropriate and london england london also, I enjoyed. england if anyone's ever listened to case file yeah which is amazing and you should listen to case it's file. so good but it's his delivery he just has no absolutely emotional um, no range repertoire. at yeah, all. No, no inflection in his voice. All delivered one sort of tone, <laughs> and then the shocking parts of the case just also delivered same tone. Oh god! Um, welcome to episode nine. Yeah. Of uh, I haven't seen it, but woo. Uh, Fifi and Ferg here reporting uh, on our case, <laughs> our mystery, <laughs> our mystery of this. Um, it's not actually a true crime podcast. Oh, just um, in case anyone's that listening, was this is the first just one. a joke, just a joke intro. Hilarious, um, as per. As per, that's all we're here for. <laughs> uh, deliver the laughs, a many. Um, how are you doing, Fifi? Um, I'm not had a good day. No, because uh, I told you in the car. Yeah. Normally, when people ask you how you are, you just men go, okay, yeah, okay, fine. fine. They are right. the only two answers. That's that you're the only acceptable to give. thing. But yeah. because it's you, I knew it was fine to say to the question. Do you have a good day? No, I didn't actually. <laughs> <have a shit laughs> day. Adorable day. I'm glad it's over. Thank you yeah. for asking. How are you? So that's the tone that we're going in with for everybody. You're having a bad listening. mood, and I've said some pretty cruel things. <laughs> Just even on the drive, the five minute drive, drive over it, here, yeah. I've said it's some cutting things bombarding. that actually, yeah, I don't know where they come from. No, it's fine. I think we all have it. Got a lot of hate in my heart today. So, <laughs> good. See how that so goes. We'll use that as fuel. Put turn your pain into art or whatever it is. Beautiful. Um, not that anyone would call this art, but we will do that. It is. I mean, everyone's an artist. Yeah. Aren't they? So and this is our art. This is our art. And I read a book once where it said. If you do art, you can call yourself an artist. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, did you so, write that book? Or? It was a little pamphlet that I had written to <laughs> me from me. In the local church. <laughs> called Everyone is an Artist. Everyone is an Artist. <laughs> and that was it. That was the book. Oh, Just lovely. you can do a bit of art, then okay. you can call yourself an artist. Um, right, well, we'll get into it today, um, where Fifi's going to let us know about her feelings now she has seen Children of Men. Um, but first, a word from our sponsor. Hey Fifi, how are you today? Oh, hey Ferg. What's wrong Fifi? 
you're not your usual bubbly, positive, full of life, enjoying every moment self today. Well, I keep writing all my invention ideas, such as kitchen socks, down on bits of paper, but I have so many, just keep losing them. Oh no! To be honest, Ferg, it's been a really tough time for me. I know! You need a paper book! What the heck is a paper book? A paper book looks like a book, but it contains sheets of blank paper and you can write whatever you want on them. Hold on a minute. You're telling me I can buy a book full of paper, write my notes in it and keep it together in book form? Exactly! You can write all your notes in your book of paper. A paper book! That sounds great, but how would I get hold of a paper book, Ferg? Paper books are available from your local Woolworths for the low, low price of just £5 sterling. Wow! What would I do without you, Ferg? I dread to think, Fifi. (laughs) (laughs) So last time we were together, you reviewed Children of Men without having seen it. Have you now watched it? Oh yes, Ferg. (laughs) I have seen it. And... It was a terrifying vision of the future. Mm. I must have said about ten times after it, but this could happen <laughs> in a terrified shriek. Yeah. Because it felt so real. Yeah. Which I've capitalised in my notes. Okay, good. Thank I have you. a lot of thoughts about it. Oh, good. Okay. I'm going to tell you some of these thoughts. Brilliant. So what I want to talk about was how much it must have been influenced at the time by the Iraq war, mm. and the refugee crisis in the Middle East, and then the 7-7 bombings happened when was that two was that 2005 so that would have been the year before or the year it was being made i don't know yeah yes because i think it was released wasn't it 2006 Six, but then it would yeah. have been made before that. yeah yeah of course yeah but i thought that was an interesting par- parallel also got lots of references to the abu Ghraib as well right there was that guy wasn't there with the uh, hood on stood on a box like that yeah, famous yeah, yeah, yeah. picture okay so i say famous maybe i mean infamous picture yeah of that, and then the Jewish ghettos in Germany, a bit of French Revolution I saw okay. thrown in there yeah. as well. So look, there was loads of references. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And it all at the time was probably really timely. Mm. But watching it now, it felt so relevant. Mm. I know it's crazy. I was like, this is this is it. This is the Syrian crisis. Mm-hmm. This is the jungle in Calais. This is what's going to happen post Brexit. Yeah, it really hit home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was really blown away by it actually, because I thought like on the point of Brexit, I thought when the audiences saw it at the time, Mm -hmm. so like 2006 type time, Mm. they must have thought like why we're not even helping our European neighbours, and they must have been quite shocked by when they heard like the French and German accents when they're in the refugee camp at Bexhill. But watching it now today, I was just like, yeah, yeah, that figures literally what happened what yeah has happened. I was like, that makes sense i can see that happening yeah but i wonder whether back then it would have been a bit more shocking to think oh we wouldn't even let in you know our like french neighbors mm. or something like that yeah. so i found that found that quite harrowing mm. actually okay. and i felt like this is this could happen that's that's how i feel i mean let's start with um did you like like did you think it was well made well like we'll cover everything but yeah start I with thought that. it was absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. okay really really liked it yeah I thought yeah I liked it but was terrified by it I think it is terrifying like yeah. genuinely I, really I actually scary. felt like it felt 
I, I kept saying, oh, this feels so real mm. all the way through it. Um, actually, my boyfriend disagreed with that. Oh, yeah, you're saying that earlier. Yeah, yeah. he watched it. He with thought it Bradley. seemed a bit sort of uh, like silly and cartoonish at the start, at he the said. Start. But uh, yeah, I didn't get that at all. No. I felt like, oh, this is like when he was going through the trip, when he was on the train, and yeah. he was being, the people were throwing bottles and stones yeah. at the carriage. So that's just like London riots. I'll just <clears throat> interject here just to say. Um, there will be spoilers, obviously. Oh, it hasn't yeah. been. No, no, it hasn't really <laughs> been so far. That is what it is about. There's nothing of the story given away there at all. That is mm-hmm. that is the general um, idea of the film. But if you would like to watch it, and if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend oh, it. Definitely. If you can stomach it, it, if you yeah. can stomach it, um, it's not. It's. I mean, it's fairly uh, gruesome in places, maybe, mm. but mostly it's quite funny. I think there's a lot yeah. of very funny moments in it. Um, yeah, great performances, little, little but it's very close to home. Like you, oh, definitely. If, if you can't see that, there's something wrong with you. I think. Like, I thought that, like this actually could maybe it wouldn't happen in the same way. Maybe it wouldn't. Yeah, be like a might, fertility issue. Yeah. But essentially, something. like when they go to that refugee camp, that was like, oh, yeah, this is really close to home. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, I remember I said to Bradley, like there are people living like this right now. Mm-hmm. today it's a lot more away from us in your face obviously for the purpose of the film the kind of um, showing you yeah showing you the impacts of the refugees Mm -hmm. kind of so there's a lot of shots or moments where refugees are behind bars or fences Mm -hmm. but in kind of public areas so whereas right. now, you know, there. I mean, I haven't been to Calais, so mm-hmm. I don't know what the jungle was like before they got rid of it. But it would be the equivalent of if you got on, yeah, a tube or a train somewhere, and there was like a big part of that that was blocked off with chicken wire, and behind yeah. that you could just see people, like a sea of people who yeah, were not that, allowed. That is, that is sort of what it's like. But it's making a point. Yeah, exactly. It's making yeah. a point that you can't in real life. You can't see that chicken wire, mm. but it is there, and there yeah. are people who. Are are yeah living on the streets or they've been exiled like obviously this means a lot this week with what's mm-hmm. happening which I didn't know was gonna happen when I suggested the film two weeks ago but um yeah it means a lot now and I think it, yeah it's, it's terrifying now what I found um really interesting and really sort of true to life was the distress that people were going to, going through mm-hmm. and the people in the cages and people were just walking past yeah and they weren't noticing them yeah and you always like to think about yourself. Oh, you know that would affect me. I'd stop and you know say, "Are you all right?" It's like the homeless, though, isn't it? Yeah, you you, you don't, don't stop for every you homeless get a person. sort of um, what's the word desensitized yeah, to, to it over time. And so it seemed like that's almost like Theo, the main character's struggle mm-hmm. in it, was that he was a revolutionary mm-hmm. and he was protesting as well. But then because it, his life had just been so shit, yeah, and he'd seen so much shit, yeah, he just become just like up. immune to it. Yeah, I like, I really like what they do with his character. So that's Clive Owen. Mm. Oh, that's um, brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant in it. And what a um, performance. He, it is that, you know, you don't see his previous life. You don't know much about it, but obviously mm-hmm. you learn what he's been through and what he's done. Um, but he is introduced to you as, yeah, this guy's completely beaten. He's right. absolutely he's, like, beaten. beaten down by life. Yeah, and he doesn't care about anything. And he's mm. like, but he's still, he's still a functioning human in society like we all yeah. are he still has still a job to to he goes to work and, gets yeah. up he's got his friend like played by michael kane jasper you know like he doesn't have a lot of friends but he's got him and he talks to him but really he's not 
he's not living at all. He's completely yeah. beaten and he knows that it's all going to end. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who probably feel like that at the moment. So it's kind of... Yeah, that. yeah. definitely. Because I was thinking, oh, how can he get up and go to work every day when the world's just collapsing around him? Mm-hmm. And it made me think, well, that's... Like, <laughs> what that's, are you doing? That's yeah, what exactly. we're doing. Yeah. It's not that Absolutely. extreme. Absolutely. It's not at that point yet. And but... it's also... Yeah, and it's also like there's nothing he can... you. You don't really feel like there's a lot he can do either. Like obviously, right. as the plot transpires, it becomes that he has got to save the cut the world, yeah. um, but not that dramatically. But, but he can take action. Yeah, he can take action, and he is yeah. kind of chosen because of his previous life that he's mm. the right person. But in the moments in the beginning when he is just going to work and it's on the news, and it's like it is now. It's like exactly the same. Like you just go to bed, get up, news, work, bad story, see the bad stuff, whatever, get a coffee. But what on. can he do as one person mm. like that's what I like it's not about like oh you should really be you know like obviously do what you can everyone you should, should do, do what they can and you yeah. should you know protest or whatever you feel is, is right but as one person mm. in London yeah it's kind of do? like you, yeah he's just and also you won't always get it right either. no I thought that was an interesting when they had um was it the group the fish yeah 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 yeah. because it seems sure. like they were almost the good guys mm. well I mean I don't know maybe they maybe they are maybe they're yeah. not there's definitely a debate there but they were trying to do something yeah. about it but they weren't getting it right no. either and it's like you can't like you said you it's a bit like you can't fight well not with nothing but I think a lot of it is kind of it's that moral ground of like when is violence justified Mm. and when is it okay to pay off a really awful person right to get to you know to 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 make them richer and and happier but actually that's to achieve Mm. something much better for everybody but it doesn't sit right with your moral compass yeah, there was an interesting part where he, the first time he actually hurt physically hurt somebody mm. is almost towards the end of the film, yeah. and he does he hit um, that guy Sid over yeah. the head, and then he does this amazing like looks at what he just hit him with, mm. and then looks at him, and you can see in his face that he's shocked by his own yeah. actions. Yeah, and there's a real like moral dilemma mm-hmm. there. Yeah, about whether you know he's now part of the problem. Yeah. But I had um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, carry on. Uh, Sid no, played so by much. my favourite actor ever, Peter Mullen, oh, just to yeah, get that in there. Yeah, and a brilliant performance oh, as well. Oh, he's horrible in it. As he, yeah. yeah, he's fantastic. Um, the only the other thing I wanted to say was a couple of scenes at the end, which I just thought were some of the best scenes I've ever seen okay. in the film. Um, also wanted to mention the scene near the end with Chiwetel Ejiofor. I thought top draw, <laughs> top draw, top draw top performance, draw. and they should have a best scene, scene? category at what the Oscars, and he should win it retrospectively <laughs> for yeah. that. So <clears throat> it was the one where they're in the shootout. Yeah, that, fu- that he's taken key. Yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the flights of stairs. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, he's not taken her. He's found her. Okay. At the, t- at the top of that building that's bombed yeah. out. And then um, can't remember what his name is. Chiwetel's yeah, character. Yeah, he's mid sort of gun battle yeah and he just says the most heartbreaking oh, things yeah, yeah, yeah. and Amazing. i just thought oh, really i found it very touching mm. when he talks about the baby and then he talks about oh i had a sister mm-hmm. and I, was, oh. yeah. I felt like that was a really conflicted character actually yeah like a really complex character well, again it's a moral complex thing isn't yeah it? and you don't know yeah. whether he's good or bad no. and he's in the end it's somewhere in between yeah exactly yeah but also the other scene was when he brings her out and the baby starts crying 
from that build bombed out yeah. building and then these people who oh, you gosh. were just sort of yeah. before I thought interesting because before you sort of saw them in the background but it was like they were setting a scene yeah they were just sort of in the background yeah but then they become actual real humans mm. on the way out and you sort of see it in their face, the wonder at this baby. Mm. And then when the, when the soldiers hear the baby cry and mm. they all stop firing their guns and you actually see, I think maybe, like, I don't know, 10 or 15 faces it pans yeah. down yeah. and each one is a human person. Yeah. And that was really interesting as well because it's the both sides then. Yeah. That even the soldiers who are these faceless people in a tank shooting yeah. before become like real humans. Yeah. As well. And then a bomb goes off and they're back at it. Yeah, again. exactly. And that moment's gone. But I think and that's, that that's again, I think that even that is, is like right on the money because, yeah. yeah, I mean, it would be really unbelievable for them to just walk out with just, a baby yeah, the, and, and that solves all the problems. Even though, and, really, yeah. like in a film about how. You can't. There are no, going to be no children born ever again. This is the end mm. of the human race. When you see the baby, that should be the end of it. Yeah. But you wouldn't believe for a minute that it would be. I actually think in a lot of Hollywood films that would. Have been it would the have end been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would have yeah. been. They would have, the soldiers would have taken them, protected them, put them in a tank, and yeah. took them off somewhere. Yeah. I but was the war is more going to do that. But yeah, they, at this point, it become more than just yeah. the fertility issue. It yeah. becomes so much more than that. I mean, I think also it's interesting if you think about it in terms of what um, the film's saying about refugees and mm. things like that, that, like, how how does that relate even to infertility? Like, it doesn't, but it's yeah. another excuse, isn't it? Yeah. So here's an excuse to cl- huh. close borders. Yeah, you know, It doesn't that. tell you why that's happening. Right, why but you can imagine that it would be they're mm. carrying a disease or that's why we're infertile. Like you can imagine right, the headlines against them. Especially at the moment, mm. like with what we're reading right now. But yeah. like I can see it that we'd be told, like, oh well if we let them in to our country, then we'll all be infertile, blah 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 blah. When it's yeah. really got nothing to do with so they've used like the fear of that. I don't know if that's true, but I could I can no, see that that would yeah, that would I happen. I think that's really interesting. I haven't really thought about that before. So it's almost like because all the countries on that bus when they were showing the yeah. propaganda messages, yeah, 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 yeah. as all the countries had fallen, but yeah. Britain remained yeah, strong. Yeah, I know that. Oh, I that, that makes that was... me so angry. That wow. bit. It's so clever again. It is clever, but it's and just it, like yeah. oh, it's, it's just infuriating, and it just really. Uh, Nazi Germany I kept thinking about yeah. Nazi Germany through it when they were saying um, that was that other advert or propaganda mm. film and saying oh he's my cousin and she's my sister mm. and she lives down the road from me and it's like no they're a refugee yeah harboring them yeah. is a crime yeah I was like, wow so clever I think as well what it, what it could have done and doesn't do which I think was the right decision is there's no head of state there's no mm. like there's no yeah. big political or royal or whatever it might be right. kind of face to any of it it's all mm. about the people who are on the ground yeah. and who are living in That's it and point. how they're surrounded by this propaganda and they're surrounded yeah. like but it opens must be controlling it yeah of course who. but it doesn't yeah. really matter at the end of the day like when you put a face on it a bit like not not the same thing at all but like hunger games like they've right. got like the hmm. face of donald sutherland yeah. is you know, is the bad guy. Yeah, he's the So you can kind of point at him. Yeah. And I he guess at the moment it's the bit like point at Donald Trump in America, mm-hmm. which, yes, he is to blame, but ultimately he's surrounded by people telling him that it's the right thing and to do. And it's something Yeah, and he was voted for context. by people who yeah. wanted yeah. this to happen. It's yeah. a deeper thing than it being that guy, like, right. get rid it's of him Donald, Donald or, or get rid of that woman or whoever. So I think that that's... 
yeah, I think that's really interesting. Mm. Because they could have done that, but they didn't. It becomes about, like, the people and what they're fighting for. And I also, like, Theo, for a long time, he doesn't really have a political stance. Like, obviously he did. Yeah, once upon a time. But now he doesn't have... It's not him... just don't care. Yeah, he's not flying a flag or spouting other kind of rhetoric that doesn't help. That's true, yeah. He's just trying to help her. Yeah, and he's so against... He's not even against it. I just, I just think Clive Owen's brilliant. Like, he's just constantly exhausted, isn't he? Like, every <laughs> word that comes out of his mouth he's just is, like, like... tired of it all. Oh, I've got to go and do this and sort this out now. I'll just get on with it. I loved it, that scene <laughs> where they were having that really serious strategy. I mean, this is quite near the beginning yeah. about what to do about Key. Yeah. And he's just... He puts his two pencils <laughs> in, no one listens to him, and then he just looks at the cat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll just look at the cat instead. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All that actually reminds me, on a less serious note, okay, yeah. really enjoyed the use of animals in the film. <laughs> and although there was a chicken who looked a bit ropey at one stage, no animals were killed no animals as a plot killed. device. Wow. Which I thought, and there were so many animals, I was like, Wait, you must have been I was like, what extra nervous. Was, I was on edge the whole time. And at one point, Sid shoots on the floor, mm. and I think he shoots the dog because oh. the dog does a little yeah like that, and then it's the dog's fine. Yeah. Oh. But I did want this. What I wanted to ask you. Yeah. What do you think the point of that was? Because so many animals are used, it's really and there's a lot oh, okay. of puppies and kittens and like yeah. baby animals. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, and I wonder yeah, yeah. whether that was sort of just reminding you. Mm. that there is still fertility it's just humans yeah. that it's a problem with yeah but also a lot of characters were holding mm-hmm. animals in their arms i imagine well with, with the holding and like having animals i was mm. maybe that that is kind of like a replacement for the children right it's because like there are no children and um, like a reliance then on yeah. animals again like yeah. where there were so many goats yeah and animals like that that obviously yeah. they were using milking them things i think like that. for me like last time i watched it i guess it's diff- it's it's set in when is it set? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty seven. Twenty seven. So it's not that far away now, mm. and it was only like twenty years supposed to be in the future. Yeah. And it's not a it's not a futuristic film. Like no. the only advances are stuff that is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you know more intellectual televisions and right. interactive stuff and. Um, there's a lot. Uh, there's a sign in it which is talked about a lot. This isn't my own thinking. Um, when at the beginning when the bomb goes off mm-hmm. um a lot of what's on the billboards and things is about being watched mm. so it's a, it's about how you are being watched at all times mm. you know um and that is happening that yeah. is exactly what's happening so yeah. again a lot of it is predictions that have come true out of fear because this film is majority it's about fear mm. and control and that is exactly what we're in the middle of right now um but i think the animal I, what what i found in the film is it does kind of it presents this idea for me about life mm-hmm. because I feel like when Theo's in the city um, where he lives and where he works and it's controlled mm-hmm. and it's, you know, like you're being watched, you're being controlled, you're being bombed. So he's in a coffee shop that gets bombed immediately mm-hmm. and he hears about how there's been an attack and somebody's killed the youngest person in the world because, again, that would happen, definitely, yeah. Yeah. as horrible as it is. But then there is this whole other side where he goes and visits Jasper and Jasper lives Mm. in woods hidden away. And it's like, I feel like the film is saying we need to step away from 
this kind of living. Right. Yeah. That, you know, or, I mean, you can argue, I guess, that nothing good comes of Jasper living in the woods. I'll just, I'll just say that. Right. <laughs> but yeah. it's horrible because that bit kills me each time. Yeah. That's really, really tough. Yeah, nothing right, good right, comes right. of it except that Jasper is happy. Yeah. You know, yeah, and there's he this. Is a really I feel happy like, yeah, I feel like there's an idea of nature versus nurture. Mm. And that the animals and the kind of parts of the film which are much more about being with nature, being back to basics, being away from like this mm. thing we've created. Right. Because everything in when he's in London is man. It's all man-made. It's all. It's all. Yeah. There's nothing natural. Bars anymore. and prisons and you know ID cards and mm. yeah. There's no freedom. And there's a destruction as well, isn't there, of the environment? Yeah. And life around Absolutely. that area. Yeah. They show that scene, don't they, where all the cow carcasses I'm assuming have been burned yeah and then oh, there's yeah. a, a river outlet which mm. is just disgusting yeah the water is yellow it's all horrible and there's something but then life is still thriving yeah um definitely and and there's no you know there a lot of the things that are really horrible in the film happen actually away from London yeah uh, and the scene in the car with the motorcyclists oh, and God, stuff yeah. yeah exactly like yeah. that's all when they're like driving through the woods and the in forest the countryside. and the yeah. countryside but I don't know like when they're on the farmhouse like you're saying about the animals mm. like the farm it just feels like a lot of it is about like how do you remove these things we've created and it's mm. nature's part of that and like with the animals and stuff and it does feel like it's like a more natural way of living yeah but also maybe as a substitute for the children yeah I think that is also a big part yeah. of it that you would have that because there's the woman with her dog isn't yeah, it yeah and she's carrying it around like it's, it's a baby yeah yeah yeah, that's really clever. I mean, I think a lot of people will argue that, you know, Theo's in his own prison, like, mm. you know, as a, as a kind of, like, going to your job, blah, blah, blah. But I think yeah. that's been done a million times. I think this film is more than that. Yeah, like It's talking about more than that. Yeah, I think even maybe on the animal point, maybe they were trying to make the parallel of the, the way that the humans were treated versus the way that the animals mm. were treated. Because no animal does that, which I do support, <laughs> yes. of course. I do not support animal More death. More animal death. <laughs> but there was a lot of human death. Oh, there was a lot. Ooh, and not one animal died. Sorry. So I wondered whether there's something there yeah, about... Yeah, I don't know. I never thought about that, really. A, a, like a commentary on how yeah. we seem to value animal life over, our, over yeah. human life. Sometimes. I think, yeah, I think definitely, like, the whole film is about, yeah, what is, how, how do you put a value on human life? Because yeah. obviously a lot of it is about, at the beginning, like, refugees not having value mm. not belonging there and putting them in these horrific conditions yeah but then it you know fear has to go into that he has to see it um yeah. and like you said what what is really important what i do really like i think a point to make is it's not about a strain of person like you said everyone's right. there yeah you know like when he goes into the refugee camp it's not brown faces or black faces mm -hmm. or any kind of strain of human like how it's kind of talked about in newspapers and stuff at the moment yeah it's just like these are all people we don't want and there's not really right. a reason why right you know so again they never tell British you born or yeah it, they never like tell that. you why or why they're even refugees there you don't yeah. know yeah but it's just That's like true. It won't matter. I feel like saying yeah. in the future, it won't matter. We won't need a reason. I wonder if there's a something about overpopulation yeah, as do. well. Yeah. Because they have that um, pill, don't they? The quietest yeah. where you choose yeah. your time to go. Yeah. It's almost like they're trying to encourage people yeah. to take their own lives yeah. so that it reduces the overpopulation yeah. problem. I know. 
But um, what did you think of the ending? That's what I wanted to ask you. What are your I, thoughts on that? Hmm. It's really hard, actually, yeah. because I felt relieved when I saw the boat, but then I thought, well, I don't know if I trust them. Yeah, exactly. Because he said, didn't he, before he died... Sorry, that's a massive spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> well, we've said, said a lot. Well, week. if he did die, actually. We don't really know no, for sure, but, but it did. didn't look good he for him. Did. Yeah. Um, he said, keep keep your baby close to you. Mm. That sort of, you can't trust anybody. No. So I don't know. I think uh, I wanted to feel like, oh, great, they got there. And mm. hopefully she'll go I mean, on to Yeah, you don't even know something if it's better. But, I mean, yeah. There's, there isn't any hope no. in the end, ultimately, because you see the refugee camp being bombed yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, where would it go from there? Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't even seem like the uprising had any impact. Mm. So nothing anyone did mattered. Mm. But maybe getting her to the human project, which I don't know, I'm assuming they're on some, like... Island of Scotland, yeah, or something, yeah. and they're starting fresh, yeah. like rebuilding their lives yeah, again. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. It was powerful, though. It is powerful. I think I find it quite. Um, I think uh, you, definitely, like, there's no hope at the end, and I guess you could watch it and be like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, oh God, why did I watch this? It's so depressing. But I find it quite empowering. I think it's yeah. like you said, like. It's it's written with all these people who think they're doing it for the best. It's not written with one bad guy or right. one. They're yeah, more it's complex it, exactly. It's all more complex. Everyone's fighting for something, mm. and I think it makes you look within yourself to be like, well, what? Yeah, like how how do I feel about it? Yeah. And makes you look at the world, and then like Theo being so really like fucking useless for a lot <laughs> yeah. of it, and then <laughs> having to step everything. up. Um, and it's not a step up in a kind of like I also like, like that it's hero. not cliche yeah. he's not a big hero he and he's not a big action man and he's not overnight. suddenly like a father figure or right, you yeah. know like you could definitely argue a bit of that and he's a little bit useless really. as well he's still he's still useless like he can't start that car no he's still useless <laughs> which and, was an amazing scene as well yeah and like and also they didn't do the kind of like he's left with the baby which I guess for a while when I right. when I watched it I thought, I that thought might be. they well not the first time because I can't even remember what I thought the first time other than coming mm. out completely shook to the core and yeah. being you know obviously asking someone to impregnate me which I said like, last time um <laughs> but they could have gone down that you can see that it could have been that he was killed and he's right. with the baby and he's going to the human project because yeah. it's all about him but it's really not. And there's no point where I really felt like it is all about Theo. No, he I is agree. Just... I, I feel it was all about her. Yeah, and it's he is the shell which you kind of yeah. follow about. And yeah, it's his it's kind her of... And her baby. He's initiating it, but it's mm. really not about him at all. I wonder whether, actually, maybe it was a more positive ending than I think because she had a daughter, didn't she? Mm-hmm. So I suppose the implication is then the daughter will be fertile. Yeah. And so, well, potentially. Yeah. So that could be new life. Yeah. Like in every sense. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we should just, like, you know, just pretend that the last... <laughs> Are we going to pretend what? <laughs> yeah. Just let's start again. Yeah. That's what I've been saying for a long time, just waiting for Mother Nature to swoop yeah, down we either need to start with a virus again, or we need and to remember our history yeah. and not repeat it. Well, but I think, honestly, it, may, it does make me think that reincarnation hmm. must be real. 
because mm, we just do the same fucking thing yeah. like 50 years or whatever yeah, just repeat and just do behavior. it again and again over and, over again, and, again, and, and again and we again. never learn our lesson exactly so maybe you know maybe mm. hitler is trump you know maybe it's you never know it's just like a reincarnation of people all the yeah. time because it doesn't even because even when like um oh, Oh, I was reading about Brass Eye in The Guardian yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Brass Eye? I watched a bit of it, yeah, when I was a kid. Oh, absolutely fucking mental. genius. <laughs> yeah. But it's genius. And they were saying it's twenty. It's like a 20-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about like how far ahead of the game Chris Morris was and how it's like well, still one of a kind because nobody would have the balls now to do that. But when mm-hmm. it was released 20 years ago, they were in like the kind of liberal era. So they'd mm-hmm. had Thatcher... And now it was, like, mega liberal. So they could kind mm. of do things. Um, and, like, you know, telling MPs and people that they... I don't know how much you've seen of it. There's just so many brilliant mm-hmm. things that happen. There's, like, Paul Daniels doing a um, an appeal for an <laughs> elephant with its trunk stuck, stuck up its anus. And they've told him that's true. And he believes it and he's no. doing an appeal for it. <laughs> There's a brilliant episode where they convince people that a paedophile can sexually abuse your child through a, t- t- oh a TV God. screen. Which sounds awful. Why would you write about that? But also, it's very poignant because right. these people, people believe, believe that. They yeah. believe that could happen because yeah. they believe the media and, and they trust people it. people believing that, was it, those 16 bodies of white women were found in the garage of Black Lives <laughs> Matters mm. etched onto them. I cannot... <laughs> Yeah. can't believe people thought that was real. Yeah. But, the, but they were doing that stuff in the liberal era. era. Mm. And now look at where we are now. Oh, so it's yeah. like, so you had, you just literally just went like, factor liberal, don't know. <laughs> don't, nah, blip. Just something in the middle. And we'll go back to factor. Also, again. Slender Man. Can you believe people thought Slender Man was real? I can believe, yeah, I can. That I watched that documentary. I haven't watched it. I want to watch it. I turned it off because I was like, "This is um, this is stupid." I'm watching a documentary about some people who thought Slender. Well, it's not people. It's teenagers. All these kids. Yeah. How old were they? Fourteen. Yeah. They were no. They were younger. They were twelve. Five. Yeah. I was just like, this whole thing's ridiculous. And I, don't, I don't were, think it is ridiculous. They were, oh no, not that they believed it, because I could definitely, like, when she was talking about it, the little, they had the police mm. interview, mm. she fully 100% yeah, 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 thought yeah, yeah, yeah. that if she killed her friend, then she would become yeah, one yeah, of Slender Man's yeah. servants. Yeah. And then her family would be okay. She yeah. 100% believed that, but people were defending the creation of Slender Man mm. a lot in it. Right. And I was like, well, obviously it had a negative effect and it spiralled out of control mm. and people really believed it and but bought I into it. Don't, well, it. Yeah, I I don't agree with that. It's like when they blamed Marilyn Manson and Eminem for the Columbine um, shooting. Yeah. No, it's definitely not... I, I mean, I you don't... You can't blame that because not everyone know, though, does it. there is a bit... like the, What they'd actually read, what the girls had read was um it was the photos obviously that we know was photoshop mm. but they didn't know that mm. and that they had the photos and then they also had a story which someone had written as her experience and at no point did they ever put this isn't real right okay that this is a story this is not like, actually my experience but that and is thought, that is the it. internet and that is the problem oh, yeah yeah no there's I don't think it's the I mean, creation of that it's the fact that a parent can't right. stop and the parents knew their that they were because they were talking the, the girls were talking to their parents about it at some point okay, right. at which point 
I mean, I don't know what they did. Maybe they did. But the parents should have said, you know that this is the story, <laughs> well, I hope right? they did. <laughs> they didn't just go, yeah, yeah off you Oh, go. yeah, no, Slender Man. Yeah, off no, Slender Man, yeah. Although, uh, you know, my parents told me stuff wasn't real all the time when I was a kid and I still didn't believe them. Yeah. So I was like, well, they would say that, wouldn't they? <laughs> Lucky though, isn't it? For fuck's sake. Okay, right, anyway. Sorry, no, no, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine. Um, So what would you like to give it Um, out of 10 IMDb? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. What did you give Lies of Others? 9? I think so. I think it went 9. The reason I'm not going to go full 10 is because I found Miriam well irritating. Oh, she was so annoying, wasn't she? Like, I thought her acting. Was, I thought I mean, it was a very strange well. casting. Yeah, and I've seen her. The in only other part. Where the only part. That doesn't I she with. do? Is she like comedy roles or something? Yeah, I've seen her in other things like on BBC. I can't remember. I can't what think what I've seen her before, but I find, found her acting really over the top. Yeah, it was very think, strange casting. Yeah, I, I thought mm, she not acted correct. in like, when Bradley said it was cartoonish oh okay i was like aren't you talking about her acting because yeah. i agree mm. it was really over the top yeah and she was just a bit of a knob as well mm. no that's fair enough i think i yeah, agree with you so on that one it's like the well one done thing. miriam um and also any white supremacists listening in this film the uh lady who's pregnant and the baby is black so if the future was to continue from there you'd be fucked and i really <laughs> like that so. when she said about the oh you know they won't let me have the baby they won't Except that it's being born by a Fuji. Mm. They'll just give it to some posh black English woman. Mm. Oh, this film uh, yeah. is so on the money. But yeah, so um, if you haven't seen it, why have you listened to all of that? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> sorry, ruined it for I you don't as even well. think you would ruin it, actually. To be honest, I don't think you would. I yeah. think there's, it's still shocking and it's still important to watch it. This week... I have been moved to tears, dear listeners. <laughs> and as a result, I thought I would write a letter to the person who made me feel some feelings. Oh, so here is my letter to David Beckham. Dearest Beckham, I'm writing you to you today, not as a fan of your footballing or your wife, but as a fan <laughs> Sorry. of... Sorry. <laughs> carry on, carry on. I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Should I start again? No, 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 carry on. <laughs> but as a fan of The Real You, as featured on Desert Island Discs, I was deeply moved by your stories about your granddad, Elton John, and your dad. And it made me think about what song would best represent my dad. And then I had a little cry. If you're interested, which I'm sure you are, thanks for asking, <laughs> it would be either Hotel California by The Eagles or... Encore en foire by German DJ slash producer Sash. I'm not normally an emotional person, but there was something about your East End accent and sincerity that got me. And like mega babe Kirsty Young, whose work I've always enjoyed, particularly when she interrupts people mid-song to ask another question or play the song, I haven't always been your biggest fan. I know, as an English person, that makes me as big a traitor as Guy Fawkes himself, but I've always been worried my boyfriend would one day leave me for you. But after listening to you at the weekend, I can now understand why he would. I hope your work inspires other people I don't like to do a Radio 4 show and win me over. That would be great. Please pass on my message to the appropriate people I hate. Brackets, list attached. Close brackets. 
Yours truly, Fifi. Oh, that was beautiful. So that is my letter to Beckham. If anyone hasn't listened to his Desert Island Discs episode, I would highly recommend it. I haven't it. listened to it, as I I'll said to you. I would highly recommend it to you. Oh. And you can also feel some feelings feel about some David feelings. Beckham. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I mean, you have mentioned to me before your dad's love of uh, Sash. Oh, yeah, he loves a bit of, uh, but I like of trance how... music. But Hotel California and that is very like apart, aren't they? If yeah. The word is diverse. He has, uh, he has a very diverse taste yeah. in music. Actually, he listens to honestly everything. Yeah, like every genre. That's cool. Even rap. Even even, even rap. rap. Even a bit of hip hop. He'll Aww. listen to every now and again. Oh, my dad's song is uh, Moon Dance by Van Morrison. Oh, yeah. that's a lovely so. song. Yeah, no, that always reminds me of him. Um, well, thank you. I hope I really hope David Beckham hears that. I hope he does as well. Yeah. And thank you, Beckham. Maybe um, not so much Victoria Beckham hear it. I know I felt bad about writing that, but <laughs> I heard some things about her the other day that oh. made that cemented my feelings that I don't like her. Oh. Would you like to hear some celebrity gossip <laughs> yeah, in our new section, <laughs> celebrity gossip? <laughs> so I know a person. I'm not going to name names. Okay, yes. I'm just saying a source told me. Oh yeah. That. Victoria Beckham was going to go to a posh London clinic for an appointment, but it was, you know, one of those appointments. Right. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> just covering all bases Allegedly. here. Allegedly. Yeah. And, uh, and her mum phoned up the clinic mm. and said, you know, she doesn't want anyone to know she's coming. Can you let her in through the back entrance of it and make sure nobody tells anybody, the press, paparazzi, mm. etc. Anyway, the... D- that the person who took the call didn't tell anybody. Mm. Nobody told anybody. She actually kept it to herself. I mean, she slash he <laughs> kept it to him herself. <laughs> yes. And then on the day of the appointment, guess what? what? Paparazzi everywhere. Um, so they'd obviously been tipped off. Yeah. By David Eva. Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> Eva the mum or Victoria Beckham. Although I think it was more. Maybe this is a bit harsh to Victoria Beckham because that could have been a mum. I did also hear from another source. <laughs> yeah. She's a local girl to where I live, so this is why I've oh, got, I see. got some connections oh, okay. to, the, right. to the Beckham family. Yeah. Um, connections, yeah. <laughs> but uh, another source told me that actually her dad put up the money for the Spice Girls oh, yeah, yeah, to be formed in the first place and like basically was like, well, obviously Victoria Beckham's going to be the first <laughs> member of the group Yeah. and then held auditions for everyone else. Right. But she was like... Shoe in, he just put up money to make a band around his daughter. Cool. Uh, FYI, dad, why didn't you do that for me? That's what I thought. I was like, Well, I might have wanted to be in a band (laughs) when I was younger, (laughs) don't think I did, but I could have. I don't think I did actually, but still, dad, it would have been a nice gesture, wouldn't it? I'm trying to do dreams my dad hasn't supported over the years. (laughs) Oh, at one point, yeah, I really wanted to, um. I still want to do it. I really wanted to canoe around Britain. Yeah. And he really didn't support that. <laughs> By that, I mean he just said, don't be so stupid. <laughs> then that was the end of it. It's like, oh, you'll probably die when you get to the Scottish bit. Which is, like, accurate. <laughs> like, yeah, fair enough. So, also, oh, I wasn't very good at canoeing. No. So. Fuck canoeing, man. Unless you are a canoeist, you know, each story. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, nothing again. I want to be a canoeist. <laughs> That's, that was my dream. Um, right, great. (laughs) (laughs) 
okay, we're going to do a trailer this week, but the only trailers I could find weren't that interesting. One of which I just said to Fifi had Anne Hathaway in it, which I thought would be funny. But I'm actually quite glad now. Never (laughs) telling you that. I I never accept watching a trailer with that bitch. (laughs) Whoa! Okay. Best agent in Hollywood. Calm down. Yeah, so that was for Colossal that you want to see. Which I did want to see until I found out she was in it. Yeah, and another film ruined. Yeah, by Anne Hathaway. we're just saying uh, she's in Ocean's Eight, I which honestly, I really am looking forward to for Mindy Kaling because I'm massive. I fan. would have loved to have seen that film, <laughs> and now I can't unless she dies within the first minute. Whoa! Oh, okay. Uh, so you can say like before it comes <laughs> out. <laughs> she like no, because then that'll be worse. That'd be worse. Everyone because then it'll be like in memoriam was. of her, mm-hmm. and then oh, you'd never be able to stop hearing yeah. about her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, or if she's like plays corpse, okay, or body on a slab, <laughs> okay. or silent I've got person a feeling with no facial expression. That she's like in it. Oh, she's like a main I think character. Feel like... Of course she is, because she gets all the roles that other more deserving actresses can get. Because she's got a secret. Who would you have liked somebody. in it other than her? Anybody other than her <laughs> is the answer to that. No, you would have been good. Who? Amelia Fox. Wow. <laughs> I mean, she's so versatile. She could play any Perhaps role. write to them and see if they can re- reshoot the oh bits that Anne Oh my god, I'm now having an amazing dream about <laughs> Devil Wears Prada with Amelia oh. Fox, Lame Miz with Amelia Fox. I don't think she would have been believable in Devil Wears Prada. Would but she would have been good in Lame Miz, actually, I think. Amelia oh, of course Fox. she would have. She would have sang it beautifully. Anyway, <laughs> so we're not going to do a trailer because... That would have just been a fucking disaster, really, if I changed yeah, that. So that good. would have just been a lot of shouting. Um, for instead, we've both seen La La Land um, yes. last week, I think. Yeah. Uh, so we just thought we'd talk about it because it's big news. Yeah. <laughs> big news. <laughs> it's been nominated <laughs> for as many Oscars. I just love the media for this kind of shit. <laughs> In the, there's a headline like, equals Oscar nominations of Titanic. I was like, that's not <laughs> impressive. That's not to do with anything. <laughs> that's like, it's like equals. Like, what? Oh, well so done. Ridiculous. You have the same amount as yeah. another film <laughs> once upon a time. Oh, anyway. Titanic, though, what film. Exactly. And I also said to you, that tells you all you need to know, really. Like, yeah. Titanic has had 14 nominations. No, Titanic's great. Yeah. Is it worth the most nominations ever? No, it's not, is it? Well, I suppose on reflection, no. the things I would nominate it for <laughs> this is what my mom don't said. add up to fourteen. Like, would oh. I have, would I have nominated it for, like, best editing or something yeah. like that? Maybe not best actor, best actress, hundred percent best film. Yeah. Are we talking about Titanic? Best, yeah. Right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I'm I was sure now talking about Titanic, which now? I love. My best song, obviously. I was going to say, best obviously original song. winning that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, so La La Land is in cinemas now. Like we just said, it's yeah. nominated for all the Oscars you could ever imagine, starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone in the lead roles. So, do you, I don't know, do you want to start? <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of mixed feelings on this one. Yeah. So before I went to, to watch it, I'd heard completely mm. different things mm. about it. So some people told me, you'll hate it. Okay. It's not a good film. Yeah. I wanted to leave after five minutes. Some people told me, best film I've seen all year. Mm. Absolutely loved it. Performances were amazing. But I fell into the middle ground, mm-hmm. the non-committal middle ground yeah, no, after watching enough. it, where I was like, oh, I, I think I enjoyed that. 
yeah, sure, I enjoyed that, mm. but also found it irritating. Yeah, our director at work said the same thing. He went oh, to see really? it, he and his wife went huh. to see it, and he was telling me a different story because I was like, "Oh, did you like it?" It's like, "I'll get to that." And then he oh, was like, "And then he was first. like, and the reason he said that is because he just was I didn't really feel much, much yeah. about it. Just, I just, um, just me, you know, nice dresses." All the colours were nice. There was <laughs> the main song, which they've played a lot, was yeah. a good one. I just and it was nice to look at Ryan Gosling. So I thought, in really? that respect, I said, "Well, as I said to you before, I watched it. I was like, I don't get, I don't get it. No, I don't get don't him. Get I don't him. know why people make such a big deal of him." Mm. But I actually thought he was really good in the film. I know we disagree on that, but I thought he was. I didn't think he was bad. I mean, just my my point was that I left to go. I went to see it with my mum. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what to think about it. I hadn't seen the trailer at all. I only watched the trailer mm-hmm. like a week before we went, yeah. and obviously the trailer's been out for ages. Trailer's um, weird. And I watched the trailer, and I was like, I would never watch that. Film. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it looks when I watched it, really terrible. I actually watched two different versions of the trailer. Yeah. First one, I was like, that looks shit. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Second one, I was like, oh, actually, that that looks good. Oh, okay. Well, the one I saw, I was like, nah. And then I w- went to see it with my mum about half an hour in. I got up to go to the toilet, and I came back, and I just leaned over to her, and I just went, I hate this. <laughs> and she just was like nodding with me like um people in the cinema were saying that actually at the end a lot that it was completely split i thought the room i mean people were saying well that was a waste of time and then people were like oh that was so good and people were clapping we went the day after it had been nominated so the day after the nominations were announced um and the cinema was fairly empty but we did go Mm. to a six o'clock screening on a whenever it was a wednesday or a thursday or something um and there was uh, two women behind us who were laughing. Mm. No one else laughed. Like, at really, any of the joke huh. joke parts, it was really quiet. I think I had a little chuckle at some point. There points. were a couple of couples who were seemed to be enjoying it and kind of, like, hugging a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was obviously quite a romantic film, so it was yeah. quite nice for them. Um, I just didn't, didn't like it. Yeah. I, I really I mean, didn't like it, honestly. The more I think about it, the mm. angrier I... Well, not, I, I don't mean angry a like, lot. I say that a lot. I don't mean angry. It didn't, It didn't like, make me really that angry. But I think there's a lot about it that I just like, kind of think, like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, you did that yeah. really badly. And why is that in there? And, you know, like... It's definitely not groundbreaking. That lots of, I've seen that written well, a lot about it. Well, I was saying to you, it. so much of that is it's, stolen. Yeah, it, it's something... So much When I watched it. it, this looks like something I've watched before. But I don't feel like it was... Like, I don't mind people that take inspiration for stuff. Obviously, we've talked at great lengths mm. about my feelings about this, obviously. Yeah. But in general, like, taking ideas and stuff, is that's how we work, and that's mm-hmm. how we move forward, and that's absolutely fine. But this really felt like, right, we're going to take this from Casablanca, we're going to take this from Singing in the Rain... We're going to take this from an American in Paris. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like this is inspired by or and this is a new... Story. Yeah, this is original. Like, oh, yeah. and you really felt like the kind of... Because a lot of the writing around it has been about nostalgia. Oh, and my initial reaction to it when I came out was obviously the nostalgia is about this like golden era mm-hmm. of cinema. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the reason we're in this fucking mess in the first <laughs> place. It's because people are nostalgic for this time that they think was yeah. this thing that it really fucking wasn't. When everything is beautiful. Yeah, but this film really mm. says, like, at the moment and in the real world, things are hard. 
But the whole way through, their way of coping with it is to go back to this thing in their minds, whether it's the golden age of jazz or whether it's the golden age of cinema. Right. But that's never held accountable. Yeah. For anything. Yeah, and I found it... I found it all a bit cliched The whole as thing well. is a giant cliche. When I thought what was really good about it and what mm. I thought would be like the turning point mm. was when she does the one woman show and no and one it, turns oh, up. That made me so angry. I thought from I thought this that would be near enough to I end want of the to film. know. I thought that that would be like you know, yeah. can't always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many people get all want. trying to achieve the same dream. Yeah. And they're all like she said, they're all redheads, they're all more beautiful than me they're yeah, all more yeah. talented which they're me. fucking not that's annoying yeah because oh, she's no, just absolutely I mean I said but to in, my a, in LA that is probably true but her. also for me as an audience member mm. am I really supposed to feel any kind of like sympathy sim- for yeah sympathy yeah. for two of the best looking people on the planet yeah I, that, yeah. I, I really definitely... felt like there's so many close-ups of them throughout the film, mm. especially of her. Yeah, and so many her close-ups, eyes. and it's kind of like forcing it down your throat. Like she's so beautiful. Look how beautiful and talented she's so she fragile. Is. She's so beautiful. Yeah, and I was like, I fuck, I get it. Like I don't need you to keep sort of putting it there yeah. for me to see it. But also, was she that talented? That's what I came out. But this is what like, I what really want explained. Defining feature there of her talent. Because she did a one-woman show, people didn't like no, it. No, I know. And then she, she became this massive star. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they saw her I mean, I think, and it was... I think it's more I like, know, I guess, weird. she's unknown, and so her one-woman show, no one comes because it's the opening right. night, and no one would come, I yeah. guess, to be, yeah. to be honest. Like, no, I that's thought weird. that as well. I thought, well, you sent an email out, and but you the expect film, the thing to be packed. I don't know if it was you that said it to me, or someone else said mm-hmm. it to me. I think it probably was you. About how um, you don't see her her becoming successful right yeah so i want i would like i would like that explained because his journey appears so much more important than hers in Mm. the film in my opinion right and i know like you know feminist sharp but (laughs) but like genuinely it's the same thing that i've talked about so many times with these films it's like she can't find her way she can't do it yeah when when nobody comes to to her show she throws the towel in. Right. Because she's weak and she can't do it. Yeah, she's like, no, I'm done with this. And then they right. split up and she goes home. And then, spoilers. <laughs> Too late to say that. Um, but she, you know, she goes home. And then he, yeah, physically goes to get her. Yeah. Tells her she's being a baby. Yeah. Because she has emotions. And that he'll be there to take her back to LA whether she comes or not. Right. And then, of course, she goes, and yeah. then she's a success. And I thought it was weird that he took the call in the first place, that he was that they were phoning him to pass well, on the message to her. He was down as her other contacts. Oh, I see. So but I thought that was a strange part of the... A bit of a <laughs> well, film to put in. just isn't it? Yeah, they obviously should, it was a plot device. It's a plot device. But, but um, I don't like that. And then it's And yeah. then it's like, you know, she's then successful, but you don't mm. see it. You don't know yeah. anything about yeah. it. But also, it's like, even the success is so fucking boring. Like, she's a successful right. actress who's changed her name. Yeah. She lives with her husband and her kid mm-hmm. in a nice house, and they've got a babysitter, and they go out for dinner, and then they end up in a club that she somehow had no idea was his. <laughs> As if she would have been if she had no clue him. in this day and age what they he's doing. They both live in the same city. And then, like... It's just, and he's, I mean, and again, he, I think his story is more interesting. Like, he went through this whole oh, yeah. thing, he sold out 
with John Legend. And then, you Poor know... John Legend as well. <laughs> oh, God. Being like, oh, yeah, so I sold out with this guy. And, oh, do you really even like the music? The music was brilliant. <laughs> was it? <laughs> that, jo- the John Legend song. Yeah. Loved that song. It was good. It was a good moment. It was a really good like, moment. I was like, this is great. In He's, the film. And t- also, he made such a good point, which I felt really got swept his, under his, the carpet, that, John Legend, when he said That was the only him. bit I thought was any good. Yeah. It was his, was saying about your his whole... like, five lines or right, whatever Right, when he was talking about... Yeah. How he Moving likes forward. the jazz of the past, yeah. but the people who made that jazz were revolutionaries. I think that's at the, the time. only point w- part worth watching. Yeah, <laughs> to no, be same. honest, it's I like, love that bit. That I was like, bit. John, you're so right, but it so never true. got picked up on. No, it just got he. He just went, oh, but I like jazz. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, well, jazz. Fuck you. He's like, oh, I'm just going to do what I'm doing, but superficially enjoy yeah. it. And, yeah, and he, yeah, so he sold out, and then he comes back and gets his club and is doing that, and then they were still in love with each other, but it hasn't worked out, so they are, mm. you know, apart at the end, and it's like a sad ending, but it's not because they're both super rich and famous and good-looking, and actually, right. who the fuck is going to complain? Like, What I found interesting, up. actually, about it, and I wonder whether... I wonder whether people in LA really relate to this film. Mm. Oh, you said that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. definitely something there about the Emma Stone going for the auditions mm. and she's there in her barista outfit mm-hmm. in a room full of other baristas and they're all redheads and mm-hmm. they're all of a certain type mm-hmm. and it must be really difficult to make it. Like, we listen to... Um, Throwing Shade, that yeah. podcast, mm-hmm. and that's something Erin always talks about, is when mm. she goes to ad- auditions, there'll be women, just yeah. a room full of women who look like her, yeah. all going for the same yeah. role, and that, that must be such a weird experience. Definitely, I thought that, I, that was well done, the part where she's on, you know, doing her audition on the phone, mm. and somebody's in the background trying to come in, I mean, that yeah. was incredible acting, you yeah. didn't like her in this, I thought she was sensational. Yeah, I, I thought, thought she was actually, brilliant. when she, she was doing her auditions, that was she was really good. But that um, was like, so, really drew you in. Yeah. You know, it made you think. Like, no, oh. it's true, and I thought it must actually be very difficult to act being an actor or mm. an actress. Mm. So I did credit to her. She did, and she gave it both <laughs> both wellies. What's that expression? <laughs> she what? gave it some, both barrels. I've never had that. She either. gave it both barrels and some wellies. <laughs> she gave both wellies. She gave it both oh, wellies. Some barrel. And some barrel. <laughs> she really did go for it, but I found her irritating in yeah, it. And I like Emma Stone. I thought I'd like her in it, but I felt like she was trying too hard. She's not real. I mean, yeah. there's another female character that I don't think is yeah. particularly well put together. And I know honesty. people re- have like criticised her for not being a good singer. I don't care about that. And, yeah, that didn't bother me so much. It, what bothered me was how they were shooting her singing. Like, mm. this was really amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like um, that scene that I tell you all the time that really annoys me in shame with Kerry Mulligan, <laughs> where she sings really badly on the piano and it's all zoomed in on her face and everyone's, like, in awe of her bad singing. Yeah. I felt like it was a bit yeah. like that. Oh, I just... I didn't, didn't really like it at all. And I don't, I mm. can't see how it's the same guy that made Whiplash. Although I can see it in terms of some of the, like I thought it was beautifully shot. I think the cinematography is gorgeous. Yeah. I thought there's some beautiful scenes in it and yeah, shots of it. Yeah, it was visually stunning. Some really nice ideas in it. Mm. But it just felt, it just yeah. felt bollocks. You're it right. Really no, did. I think that's it. It had lots of nice ideas and lots of things that it could have explored in more detail and in Didn't a more intellectual way as well perhaps like about him getting the fame 
Mm. So he was having. He had the fame. Yeah, he had like the that's an interesting he had the story. Money, but he wasn't happy. That wasn't mm. what he wanted to do. Yeah. And I thought that like he was sort of settling. And there was definitely they could have gone on a lot from that. But what they actually took that as was her criticising and nagging him about it. Yeah, and, and I just starting an argument with him over it. And, and bits like really. when they're having the photo shoot. Mm. and he's like dressed like an idiot um <laughs> but he they like play something and so of course he plays that little bit i don't know what you call it in music sorry a couple of Patrick, bars of bars or notes or whatever yeah. of this song and then he just sort of stares at the keyboard and i was like if they really? had it in real life they'd be like what's your problem Re- but like, even so just mate? like <laughs> you're right really like no actually no and the way he how uncomfortable he was during that scene Mm. as well i just thought well you wouldn't do it (laughs) some people would though i mean Mm. you know yeah did you not feel like there was a lot of uh mansplaining and whitewashing it's that's interesting actually about the mansplaining because i don't really see it oh god but what what parts of it. The part in, where he explains it. jazz to her. Oh, right. Which yeah. is mansplaining and whitewashing. Oh, I <laughs> like, see. in I one thought, go. Um, I thought mansplaining was like where you put your legs really wide on a tree. Manspreading. That's yeah, that's what I do. That's is I go and watch films <laughs> and I look for manspreading. I was thinking, where was all the man? I was like, I was trying to think of the times he was sat next to her, like when he was on the bench. I was like, oh, was he sitting really wide? <laughs> so much manspreading in this film, for fuck's sake. No, that was a cocktail. Yeah, no, I do know what you mean about man saying, as in she just kind of sits there. She's like, oh, I don't like jazz. Oh, I hate jazz. Oh, they play at cocktail parties and just says really derivative things about it. And then he has to go like explaining it all for her and the whole yeah the bit where he goes and gets her made me the fact that he called her a baby I was furious yeah because I was just like you know like that that that's fine if you were making this character that person Mm. but you're not that's not the character you are making in this film right so be a strong successful well no I mean his character saying that sorry like him 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 those choice of words and he said something horrible to her in the argument yeah. I remember me and my friend turning to each other and going... Her, her walking out Ow. was was a highlight as well. Yeah, because I was happy that she she had walked like, out of that argument. Um, oh, you only liked me when I was low because made you made you feel better, better yeah, about yeah, yourself. Yeah. Ow. But again, I think that's fair enough because that would happen if you were having some success and then you just true. Like, if you're having a row like jealous, that, you would say something. You're jealous that I'm, you know, finally oh, I said some, important, some ridiculous. Things. I can imagine what an angry. That I don't mean at all. <laughs> but no, <laughs> so those are um, varying feelings mm. on La La La. I'd love to know what people think about it in general. I'd like to get different opinions. I'd love to hear from somebody who absolutely loved it. There's, um, oh, I haven't watched it, but there's a girl who makes YouTube videos. She loved it. loved it. I didn't watch her yeah, video because I didn't sort of, love it. It sort of feels like they should have. I should have loved it actually because this feels Why? like a bit, because I love musicals. It's not a musical. Oh, well, that's Fuck the thing. Off. Like this, I should have loved it because I love musicals. So going into it, I was like, oh well, I'm gonna like so like musicals. <laughs> right? Yeah, you said that. <laughs> and I don't know if I said this and mentioned it, but I like musicals. <laughs> and I like Emma Stone. Yeah. Okay. And I liked the fact that it was. Okay, from the trailer, the first one I saw, which mm. I thought was good, mm. I thought it was going to be a bit subverting mm. and a little bit different mm. and original. 
So I thought, well, this is going to be great. Yeah. And yeah, it really wasn't. It just didn't grab. I me. don't believe it's musical house bollocks. It's got an opening number, and then there's and then music one song in it all the way through. Yeah, but it's yeah. Mu- it's more music in it. It's but, really yeah, not they a musical. They sort of abandon it, don't they? But that's what I feel through. like. I feel like he didn't commit. Yeah. To anything. Yeah. Because at the start they have that weird like West Side Story bit with the four girls. Where yeah, they're all dancing and singing, and, and that, then you don't really that see bit them. was re- for me. Okay. That bit was really awful. Yeah, I think it was I after agree. that bit. Oh no, it was after the bit when they go to the party and he's George Michael again. Right. Upset me. You shouldn't have had a George Michael reference. Some of us have not recovered. Um, <laughs> but it was a bit after that. But it was that bit in particular where she's you know again. Mm. It's like oh, it must be so hot. That that flat or whatever they're in is fucking stunning. I was like, that's a lovely it's place to beautiful. live. Beautiful. And she's living with she like lives beautiful with three nice housemates. Beautiful women. And like I get what you're saying. In LA, everyone looks like that. So yeah. ultimately, you can be the most beautiful girl in the world, and you and are not just be. because you're just in a pool right, of so you're probably women. Like from your hometown. But then again, the you know, put some context in it. Like I'm not mm. going to feel sorry for you and these girls. Oh yeah, no. I, I do you know, sorry flirting about and oh, you should Going come out with us. It's always the same. And again, and it's not an interesting portrayal yeah. of four women who live in a place who are trying to get by and become actresses. It's right. it's the same picture you paint every fucking time. And as if no one would talk to her at a party. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's another ridiculous. good point. That's when she point. goes to that party and then those two women like are like, oh, like side eyeing, mm. side eyeing her, mm. and nobody's talking to her. She's mm. having a terrible time. That's if that would happen. The whole thing I just feel is like that. The whole thing I feel yeah. is like seen all before. Nothing interesting. I can see exactly where you've lifted all the bits people love about it mm. from. And you know, really honestly, if you've never seen Casablanca, go and watch it. It's fucking amazing, and you'll see, like, oh, uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Seeing in the rain, same. And in American in Paris, the ending mm. where they have the dream of being together yeah. is the ending of an American in Paris. When I saw I it happening, that, I was yeah. like, this is not real. And I was like, oh, I it is, that was this brilliant. is really happening. So You've really like, just oh, taken the ending, it all the ending from bit it. of what could have been. Yeah. I was like, actually, that was really moving. Yeah. And then he said, well, that's completely lifted. <laughs> <laughs> completely <laughs> lifted. I was like, oh, no. Entirely. <laughs> But, you know, like, I get that people like it, but I just, I don't really get the the idea that, oh, we need this at the moment. Yeah. Because oh, for yeah. me, I feel yeah. like this is the reason why this is happening. Yeah. It's because you, you think this is everything. better. And you think that was a better time. Like, yeah. you should be facing the problems. Right. You know. Yeah, and, watching and, a film that's going to challenge your yeah, thinking. Challenge and, and make just, a difference. Oh, not just pretty this, people singing pretty songs. Yeah, who managed to break into the observatory and... That was stupid. So fucking stupid. That was stupid. Anyway, so that was a long rant <laughs> about La La Land. Also annoying. Just to <laughs> okay. add one more point okay, to leave it on. Rap- yeah, go on, yeah. Now I got annoyed by it when yeah. she couldn't find a car. And he was like, oh, just put it to your chin. And then she put it to her chin she found a car. So, well done, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> But, Fountain uh, of knowledge. Fountain for doing everything that she couldn't oh, do. Oh, fucking. New section. This section is question for Ferg. So this is when I have a question for Ferg that will reveal more to me <laughs> than the question implies. Right. Every every that. time it's Go slightly different. It. <laughs> yeah. Go explain it in a nonsensical way. Yes, thank you. So this one has a story. This guy. Oh yeah, story. yeah, I'm excited. Go on. So 
in my childhood growing up. Oh dear God. Going all the way back to my childhood. Yeah. My dad, who's got a lot of mention this podcast, <laughs> so. Well What's your done. dad's name? Mike. Hi, Mike. So shout out to Mike. Oh, that was weird calling him Mike. <laughs> anyway, not relevant. So he loves trains. Right. And so he particularly enjoys like the little trains. You know when you get mini trains to in like, the zoo <laughs> and stuff. Oh right, yeah. When you go to attractions on days out, things like that. And there's always a little train that will take you around the place. Yeah. So as a result of being forced to go on all these mini trains, but as a child I didn't want to, it was the adult who wanted to, but yeah. I got forced to right. because I oh, was doing it for the kids. Yeah. I didn't want to go on them, yeah. but I went on so many of them, <laughs> I now hate them. Oh. And I absolutely can't stand it, and my boyfriend knows this, so whenever we go somewhere, he's like, oh, should we go on the little train? <laughs> and it really annoys me. Yeah. Anyway, we went to Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> this was... A couple of years ago, yeah. and then and we walk, and it's massive. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's been to Versailles out there. I'm sure you have. I have not. It is huge. Okay. So we, I was like, well, I'm not getting on the scooter. They had a little scooter, oh, okay. a little buggy thing. I was yeah. like, I'm not doing that because I don't want to look like a fat American. No offense, <laughs> fat Americans. <Whoa>. <laughs> no offense, <laughs> fat Americans. Yeah. But so we walked, and we walked the all day around yeah. the entire gardens. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm knackered. And we had miles to get back. Yeah. And the only way we could get back was on a mini train. <laughs> How was it? A mini lunch. Did train. you like it? And I hated oh, it. And no. the entire time we were on the way back, it was really bumpy. We kept going over all these bumps. Oh. <laughs> and at one point, like, tipped a bit. Ooh. And I turned to Bradley. Ooh. And I turned to my boyfriend. You've said, said Bradley before. <laughs> yeah, many times. <laughs> We're trying to protect his identity. <laughs> yeah, he is your boyfriend. So yeah. I turned to him and I said, "Wouldn't it be ironic if I died on this land train?" And then you died. And then, uh, and then he said to me, "Yeah, that's what I put on your gravestone. She died doing the things she loved the most." <laughs> like, you bastard. Brilliant. So my question to you, I don't know if we need a question. I mean, that was beautiful. Yeah. Is what is the most ironic way you could die of happiness? <laughs> but I think you're a happy person. If I was just so happy, I'd be so fucking elated. That is one of my real fears: is that one day I'll actually be happy, and then I'll be like diagnosed with cancer. Because of all the happiness. Well, no, just that, that it'll be like typical. Oh, that it's taken so me like thirty and years, then... and then they'll be like, oh. FYI, six weeks to live. No, well, that's oh, really, that's, that's like a Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah, I think about be. that all the time. Oh, no, that's I don't quite think likely. about that. Think about an ironic death. <laughs> I think that's, that's <laughs> quite an ironic exercise. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's one of mine death? actually as well. I was thinking that. Um... I like sweated to death. I'm not going to be able to think of one with such an epic tale <laughs> that's part of it. Like, but is there something you really hate and you always go on about how much you hate it and then it could be the thing that killed you? Like a death that, <laughs> if I heard about it, obviously I'll be sad, but then I'll be like, huh, that's funny. <laughs> that's nice, isn't it? I'll so, be like, oh, that's ironic, she hated so that. lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um... I was just thinking that um, clubbing, yeah, like 
I've been to Ibiza mm-hmm. and had a wicked time. Yeah, see, I think... Been to Ayanapa. Yeah, but I'm just one of those people that, like, a good time, once it? you're there... You get involved. Yeah, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, guys, just not going to... And I love dancing. Mm. I love I love all that kind of vibe. I'm cool with that. I just hate men. Mm. If you could just remove the whole sex part right. from it so you could actually go to, not necessarily a nightclub, but, you know, like, go to a place where you have a nice drink, more chairs... More seating. Oh, I completely agree. <laughs> have a nice oh, drink. So more seating. And quieter music. Well, I don't mind it. But maybe you need like a quiet room that's bigger yeah, than the loud so room. You can go in the dance bit, have a dance to the loud music. Then yeah, you go and come and have, have a little, little bit chill out moment. Um, and then just remove the fact that you have to get dressed up to. Right. You can just wear. Like, you have to wear like heels and you have to wear like nice clothes and you have to pay £15 to get in mm. and then you have to be sexually harassed or just yeah. called fat right you know yeah, like or just, or just be the ugly one which has been my entire life and nightclubs they exhaust exasperate exacerbate exasperate they just make the problem bigger <laughs> When yeah, you're in the problem is bigger in a nightclub. When you're in a nightclub, it's just, it's honest to God, it's horrible. Um, and I, yeah, I just hate that because I just want to go. And the last time I went clubbing was for a leaving, there's like an impromptu evening, evening, leaving do for somebody. Um, and we just ended up in a nightclub after going for drinks. And we were in mm. our work clothes, which was yeah. exactly that, jeans, trainers, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, my friend had her work laptop in her bag. <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> always a good accessory. And to the take three of us went in early, so we yeah, were like, nice. the, we were like yeah, the maybe the third, fourth, and p- fifth person in, <laughs> uh, and we just went for it and left at like half one. And I had to work they the next the, day. They're the best. Nights. It was brilliant because, yeah. honest to God, it was just you know like, oh, we want to carry on drinking for one, yeah. and you kind of have to go to nightclubs at some point if you want to carry on drinking, and we want to dance and just don't care. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, I think if I if I died really done up. With a, ha- a man's hand on my ass, <laughs> while I was being grinding, being grinding. Whilst you were be yeah, whilst you're grinding, grinding on maybe and and kissing another girl, and that would work for attention. For the gravestone. <laughs> she died doing the thing. Right, she on the it, that would be awful. That makes grinding. me feel ill. Yeah, so that's that's a winner. I okay. think that would happen. Yeah. Good ironic death, like it. <laughs> Um, that is the end of episode nine. Uh, we have not, if you have been listening carefully, you will have noticed that we have not reviewed another film, a future film. Oh, mixing hmm. up the four. Well done you, Lister, because um, next week is going to be our finale mm. de la saison uno. Especiale. Especiale. Escalator. Um... <laughs> Because <laughs> we are gonna end it next week with a special, yeah, with next week with a special for Valentine's Day oh, in preparation yeah. for Valentine's Day, uh, and we're gonna take a little break and then we're gonna come back bigger, uh, better, just bigger, better, just like bigger, better. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ihsib. And email us ihsibpodcast at gmail.com. Um, do let us know 
what you would like to see in season two or hear is more accurate mm-hmm. um, in season two. If you've got any ideas, there's anything you think that we could benefit from hearing, not like an essay critique <laughs> on our, our personalities. Don't make it personal. Otherwise, we will back next week. And now we're just going to drink some wine.